the mile rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to the mile rate on the back of a, a magic night of harness racing at Tabcorp Park, Melton last night. It was one of the special nights. Uh, gained a lot of enjoyment uh, from uh, uh, the, not just the calling box, but uh, to see a wonderful crowd uh, on track and, and also some of the finest harness racing that we've seen. Rob Orber, uh, I hope you agree with me. And if you don't, explain why. Uh, very good morning to you, Dan. I'm still uh, croaky from last night. What a, what a fantastic night. Uh, great crowd. Uh, look, it was a little bit on the chilly side out on the lawn, but certainly... Uh, the uh, amount of people that came uh, last night didn't go home disappointed. We saw some amazing performances. There were four Group 1 races. We saw uh, a new star in Rock and Roll Do who put his hand up, uh, taking out uh, last night's uh, Pride's Easy Feeds Victoria Cup. Fantastic story for, for Michael Stanley, a young guy who's uh, really learnt his trade. He's gone on to uh, become one of our uh, great trainers here in Australia and a fantastic performance uh, in his drive with Rock and Roll Do. And a great story for, for Brendan and Ann James, uh, who, of course, have been involved in the sport for, uh, for decades. And, of course, Anne, uh, sister of, uh, of, of the late Danny Frawley, uh, Anne was one of the uh, pioneers in harness racing when it came to getting women into the sport of harness racing. To see her at the presentation area last night, uh, you know, she was very emotional but very proud and it was a very special moment for the whole family. Well, this was what it was all about, the Group 1 Pride's Easy Feed Victoria Cup. Rock and Roll Do and Michael Stanley. Fifth on the inside is Copy That, heading off the back straight. Expensive Ego about a metre in front of Rock and Roll Do. Third quarter, 27-5. Better Eclipse is in behind them. Third as Rock and Roll Do goes up to put it to Expensive Ego now. Honolulu Bay's coming out after him. Rock and Roll Do wanted to hang in. Expensive Ego kicked back, but Rock and Roll Do's now got the better of him. Honolulu Bay's down the outside. It's Rock and Roll Do in front, though. He got away on Better Eclipse. Honolulu Bay out wider, but it's Rock and Roll Do. Rock and Roll Do wins the cup. Second Honolulu Bay. Third home, Better Eclipse. And through the line, um, I said to Brendan um, earlier in the week, I said, you know, they, they can, uh, you know, everyone can talk about who wants to lead and that. I said, we'll be happy to, to go and sit outside the leader because um, we felt we had the, the most versatile and the strongest horse in the race. This horse has come of age, this preparation, Rock and Roll Do, Rob. He's only a four-year-old and I think he, he uh, showed that he's got the ability uh, last preparation, but it just hadn't quite gelled. But now the maturity, uh, it's there for everyone to see. He's a pretty special unit. He's just so tough, Danny. Uh, look, he probably doesn't have that blistering early gate speed, but he's just a wonderful stay. That was his 12th win from 29 starts, and he's got uh, lots to look forward to moving forward. He's uh, really emerged as one of the stars of harness racing. He's still young in age, and obviously now with the uh, change of calendar, I mean, probably, you know, in the old days he would have just turned five, but he's uh, still a four-year-old. He's been well looked after, and I've no doubt uh, moving forward, you know, he's going to... Um, be a real contender. I would imagine that they'll look at the Inter-Dominion. I can't see why they wouldn't because he just seems to tick all the boxes and on the way he's gone, taking out the Kilmore Cup, the way he won last night, uh, he's got uh, a lot to look forward to. I know they're heading to New Zealand for the New Zealand Cup, but the way he won tonight, um, I think the Inter-Dominion was the 50-50 category. 
I'm tending to think they might rethink that because right at the moment he could go into that race series as the number one ranked horse. So they've got a lot of options. Remember, he's only a four-year-old. There are Vic Breds, Breeders' Crowns. There are plenty of options for this horse, and right now he's at the very top of his game. Um, Honolulu Bay was brave, Rob. Uh, Better Eclipse was terrific but used up a bit early. Obviously, the disappointment was expensive ego. Yeah, look, expensive ego. He's uh, look. I'll be honest with you. He hasn't been uh, never at his best when he's come to Melton. It seems to be a bit of a hoodoo track for him. And you know, his best racing has always been at Menangle. Obviously, last night he was able to find the top, but he just didn't respond uh, when it counted most. Uh, you mentioned Honolulu Bay. Uh, his run was terrific. You, you just wonder had he got across to the front at the start of the race, it just might have been the difference of winning or running second. Uh, he may have taken the trail on the back of rock and roll dude he had his chance in the straight but he just had to work a little bit extra hard last night but i thought he was very brave running second better eclipse you know he's come a long way he was still terrific in third placing copy that finished off really well and torrid saying he's just an absolute star i'm sure uh, noel watson he's finished fifth in the victoria cup but i'd say he'd be pretty proud of his horse yeah no doubt about that at all rob the uh, group one down by the seaside victoria derby promised a great race Captain Ravishing started the favourite, Leap to Fame, a horse that was going for his third derby win, driven by Grant Dixon, and uh, he tore them apart with a fantastic performance. It's Leap to Fame from Captain Ravishing. The elastic band might be broke now, though, because Leap to Fame got away on Captain Ravishing. Leap to Fame opened up, simply Sam down the outside, Rip, and then Major Perry. It's Leap to Fame in front. It's going to be a long straight. Rip's getting home really well, but Leap to Fame's clear, and it's the third derby for the Queenslander. Leap to Fame, what a display and a great drive. Leap to Fame has won it and beaten Rip. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think Jesse ticks all the boxes, you know. He's great, great manners and great gait and great speed. Fantastic win, great drive. Uh, but he had the confidence and faith in his noble steed leap to fame. He, he's a real star, Rob. Oh, he's a superstar. Uh, I mentioned last week when he got beaten, I, I thought Grant went too slow. And guess what? He didn't wait last night. Uh, he put a set of dollies on the horse and, uh, you know, he went 122.5 at lead time. What about the next uh, sectionals? 28.8. 288-27-4-28-6, and I must admit at the 800, I thought, I looked at Captain Ravishing and I thought, you would have to be one of the greatest pacers of all times if you can win this from the death uh, with those sectional times. And, you know, nothing uh, against Captain Ravishing. He just, he did a great job to run fifth. The, the, the amount of work he did uh, racing outside the leader, but leap to fame. He's just uh, one of the best days. I actually posed the question to Grant Dixon, would he consider running him in Inter-Dominion? Because the way he races, he looks like a, a genuine star, but I, I think he's shied away from that. Well, I spoke to Kevin Seymour uh, the other day on radio on Greenlight On, and I actually said what happens if the Vic Derby was the week before the Victoria Cup would be you run a horse like that in the, in, the, in the Cup, you've got a chance. He said, I don't like running my three-year-olds against older horses, although he did in the Rising Sun behind um, Ladies in Red, of course. So... Something to ponder, but I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah, look, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's ruled it out, Grant, uh, from uh, speaking to him trackside. Uh, 
Rip was very good. Uh, look, you know, he was three back to pegs. Uh, he really hit the line strongly, but the winner was uh, the star of the show. Uh, Interest-free, uh, fantastic effort for Julian uh, and Glenn Douglas and Daryl Douglas finishing third in the race, came from a mile back, as did he, son of a gun. The tempo was solid enough for something to run from behind. And look, you know, Captain Ravishing, fifth last night with those sectional times. He was just absolutely brilliant. We've got some really exciting three-year-olds moving forward, and you sort of feel, uh, you know... It, you know, forward forward the clock another 12 months' time, uh, you know, what we saw of rock and roll do, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about one of these horses winning the uh, Victoria Cup next year. Rob, uh, speaking of four-year-olds, uh, the mayor's uh, make mine colour, and it wasn't restricted to four-year-olds, but they did dominate. And Ladies in Red went into it as favourite first up, but a horse that had beaten her twice before, Tough Tilly, drew the front line. She was also first up. Could she beat Ladies in Red for the third time? Let's find out. It's Tough Tilly, three metres, ladies in red, who's now being urged along. Treachery on the outside of Doug's Babe as they hit off the back in a sizzling 27.4. It's Tough Tilly in front. Ladies in red's going to have to pull out something special. Into the straight, it's Tough Tilly, three metres. Ladies in red still coming, then came Treachery. It's Tough Tilly in front from ladies in red. Tough Tilly, two metres to ladies in red. She's knuckling down, but Tough Tilly's holding her late. And Tough Tilly's going to win again. Tough Tilly beat ladies in red third you know, you're never confident with ladies in red, but we've obviously beaten her a couple of times now, and uh, well, three times, and I was sort of, once I got the 28-2, I thought, it's pretty good, like she's burnt, you know, initially for 100, but then she comes straight back to me, and the second quarter was pretty cheap, and I knew she'd throw out a pretty quick last sectional, and, um, but she was just super. First, second, third across the line, Rob, a pretty special fillies. Uh, Tough Tilly was outstanding and so well prepared by Emma Stewart to get them to that level first up. They broke the clock uh, first, second and third. The advantage was with Tough Tilly drawn the outside and I think that was the difference in the end. But Ladies in Red was fantastic and even Treachery, I think, has run a personal best in third. Oh, look, all three of those, uh, four, and even the fourth horse, Doug's Babe, they, they were outstanding. Uh, they went a mile rate of 151.4 and, you know, you mentioned the race wasn't for four-year-old mares. What we did know last year, we talked about these star three-year-old fillies coming through the ranks. They've all come out uh, in their four-year-old year and they've all just clearly dominated. They're just outstanding horses. Congratulations to the Ben Stud team, uh, Craig Judd and, and and, of course, Peter and, and the whole family, you know, they um, they uh, put Tough Tilly away. There was talk about possibly taking her up to Brisbane, and they elected not to go there and just focus on the uh, main races towards the end of the season here in Victoria. And they got rewarded in taking out the Make Mine Cullen Tough Tilly. Came off the gate really fast, seven seconds lead time, 28-2, 29-6, home in 26-7, a mile rate of 151.4. She defeated a very brave ladies in red and treachery finishing third. It was only one and just over a metre and two, two and a half metres between second and third. Uh, they were a mile back. They made up some really good uh, good uh, ground from back in the field in those sectional times. Uh, reverse the barrier draws, we'd probably have different results each time. Uh, fourth home, Doug's babe. I thought she was really brave and moments like these also made up good ground uh, from back in the field but uh, it was tough Tilly's night last night she was the star and she deserved the win and looking forward to some great clashes because that was the first of three legs of the Mayor's Triple Crown. So in a fortnight's time, they'll do it all again. That'll be something to look forward to. The Group 1 for the Trotters was the Elderbaron Park Bill Collins Sprint. It was race number seven. Terrific performance from Just Believe. Queen Alita started favourite. 
Third quarter, 29.2. It's Just Believe with Olavici from the Mafasa Metro. Just Believe just in front of Olavici. Then Queen Alita running on with Mafasa Metro, but it's Just Believe finding Olavici trying to lift at him. Just Believe in front. Fantastic win to Just Believe. Just Believe has won it from Olavici. Queen yeah, obviously in the end, um, I, pre-race I didn't want to be parked. I was sort of hoping the situation might unfold that I'd be able to work forward with Olavici and the chance of finding the front. So, um, yeah, initially I sort of thought not great once he lobbed my back. I thought um, this would be interesting, but I was always pretty confident I'd had the had the leader's measure. So, um, yeah, just had to rate him accordingly. Rob, just believe it was a terrific run. He's coming of age. He beat all the four-year-olds. Uh, but he was there to be beaten. It was a well-judged r- drive in front. They didn't go overly fast, but it was beautifully rated. That was an amazing performance. Sundon's Courage came out of the gate, just believe, did a great job to sit uh, in the breeze and then work to the front. It was a mile rate of 155.9, 28.7, 31, uh, 29.4. and and then 27-7 and just believe um, Greg Sugars he was very mindful he was going to have some really good horses chasing him in the home straight, he did, he had Olavici closing rapidly Uh, Queen Alita, the tempo was really against her, Uh, they didn't go hard in the race it was really dictated up on the speed and uh, just believe fought off a really brave Olavici who made a really late dive at it Uh, he'll only keep improving, he's still a young horse uh, by age Uh, third home in the race was Queen Alita Outstanding run. She came from a mile back to finish third. It was a great effort. Uh, Mafasa Metro was really good. And uh, Elder Baron Zeus, really all five of those horses are high-quality trotters. Last night, the barrier draw suited Just Believe. Just Believe got the job done. Great uh, job by Jess Tubbs. You know, she's really emerged as one of our uh, star trainers. Uh, the results that uh, this stable have been able to achieve over the past 18 months has been so special. Uh, Greg Sugar's beautiful drive. And uh, there was a lot of happy owners trackside. That was one of the great things of last night, to see uh, this stable of uh, uh, many, many people, all from different uh, different areas, and they were there at the presentation area, really celebrating the win. And, and well done to Mick Hughes as well, who played a really big part in uh, the early days of Just Believe. The fourth of the uh, Group 1s was the Victoria Oaks final. Pride's easy feed, and, and in Cypher started the favourite, and uh, Emma Stewart and Kate Gath combined again. Down the outside is still running on from Star Celebrity, then Relentless Me. Encipher led Petion is eating into the margin. It's Encipher three metres in front from Petion. It's Encipher giving plenty from Petion, and Encipher will win the Oaks. Encipher beat Petion. Third was Amore Vita. And- was um, once uh, providing you know we got a little breather and um, she you know she got that and um, I was pretty confident in the run obviously I knew Pettyon was three fence and um, would you know would come get home really good but um, once we got that cheap first sectional it was um, is her race to lose. Yeah. Emma Stewart had a strong hand she had six of the runners in the final there and she ended up uh, having two of her major uh, fancies fighting at the finish Rob. Yeah, in Cypher, got the job done, uh, and uh, well done for uh, Tyson Linke, who's the owner, came across from South Australia. It was the first time he'd actually seen a race uh, over here, and uh, he was trackside, very emotional, and it was a lovely win by this filly. 121.7 lead time, 31.8, 30.3, home in 27.5. She won by two and a half metres, uh, defeating Pedalant, who uh, really hit the line strongly. I thought her, out, her run was outstanding last night in the second spot. Uh, third home in Moray 
Vita, much improved run. That was probably, uh, uh, you know, I thought there were some really good signs of Amore Vita last night. Uh, that was her best run this campaign for mine. Relentless me, outstanding. Great result there for Sebastian Steenhouse and Jack Law finishing fourth and fifth home Soho Historia. But in Cypher, she's uh, been a little bit of a benchmark uh, last year and she's been able to deliver another Group 1. And Kate Gath, uh, she hadn't won a Victoria Oaks before, so she was pretty pleased to put that uh, next to her resume. Yeah, great night uh, for Kate, and she would have got a lot of satisfa- satisfaction, not only out of that, but with Tough Tilly's win earlier on in the program. We'll run through some of the other races on the card, and it was a great program, Rob. The first event was taken out by He's Ideal, a horse I've got a lot of time for. He just toyed with his rivals. This is a horse that's only had his ninth start last night. He's now had seven wins. Yeah, really good win, wasn't it? 155 two mile rate, uh, let down three wides uh, into the breeze and just ran some really good times, 29 one, 29-2, 27-7, 28-1 home and uh, came away and won comfortably, defeating Aussie Playboy, who was very good into second spot. It's Ebony Nivery, a good run for Johnny Yeomans and Shane Gallagher and the team there for third. Uh, I'm Shadow Boxer was fourth and fifth. Mongiana made up some really good ground from back in the field. Race number two and uh, actually extended the night for, for Kate Gath because pulled the other leg, provided her with her first of their three winners by being able to lead all the way. But that battle in the first hundred was critical to the result. Yeah, Albie Two Chains had a real crack, but uh, pulled the other leg, was able to hold off. It was a 46 7 lead time. They didn't go over hard. 32, 30.5, 28, and 26, 7 home. So pull the other leg, control the race, did a good job to win by just over three and a half metres, defeating Argyle, who sat behind the leader. LB2 Chains was a good run, will certainly be uh, worth following moving forward. I'll be black booking that horse, Blitzer in fourth, and uh, fifth time Jillaby Nitro made up some good ground. Rob, the uh, home field race for Group 2 for the Trotters in Plymouth Tub was able to lead all the way. Looked like Harry Stamper was going to give him a real run for his money. He broke, and then everything else that looked a chance of running a place seemed to break as well. Yeah, I was standing with Joe Pace, who trains uh, Harry Stamper, and uh, once that horse galloped, uh, poor old Joey, he just uh, threw himself on the ground. He was uh, very uh, disappointed, as you would be. But Plymouth Chubb, uh, great story. Well done to Peter Manning to be able to get this horse back from uh, a long-term injury and to get him back in the way he has an outstanding training performance. Mile rate, 2 minutes, 0.6. Uh, 32.6, 33.3. It was run at a slow tempo early, 28.7, home in 27.2. Uh, Courage Stride uh, finishing second. There were a couple of horses that uh, crevashed the all looked like it was going to be right in it, and then galloped. Uh, we saw Harry Stamper gallop. It was like Plymouth Chubb uh, sent the message, don't come near me because uh, you're going to gallop, and that's what happened. And... Uh, uh, Courage Stride second, third was more wanted, fourth home was Cravash Dior and uh, Iron Love. Rob, the uh, Garrard's popular arm free-for-all was race number five and uh, the race was taken out by Crime Rider. It was a bit of late support for him and he finished over the top of them. Yeah, there were some uh, big goes there for Crime Rider. He flew home over the top to win uh, the popular arm free-for-all, uh, defeating uh, our millionaire, who was a very good effort into second spot. Tango Tara uh, tried to hold off the challenges after being pressured. Better Beat a Bomb was a really nice run fourth, ready to win, and Major Jealous was an eye-catching run. Certainly Black booked that horse. Mile rate, 155. Three. It was a 44-1 lead time, 31-8, 29-3, 28-1, Winner won by two metres over the top of him uh, from a neck into second and third spot, which was uh, our millionaire and Tango Tara. Gee, I'm impressed by the uh, crop of two-year-olds coming through. School captain and the Lost Storm fought out the group two, race number 10. 
They're, they're pretty special young horses. Skull Captain, the time that he was able to run was phenomenal. That was scary. Uh, Russell, Jack and Nathan. Jack, did they produce one for uh, the Loris and Bloodstock? Skull Captain, that was his second run. Uh, mile rate of 152.5 for the two-year-olds. 7.4 lead time, 28.6, 29.5, down the back, 28.1 home. And Skull Captain and the Lost Storm, who sat outside, they had a fantastic duel. The two of them just broke away and won clearly. Uh, first and second. Third home was Rosanna Rebel, who's really done a great job for Terry Howard. He's doing a terrific job with his horse. Uh, fourth home was Little Louie, and uh, fifth home was Be Dazzled. And the last event was for the Phillies Group 2. Clive's girl, Charlene Guzman, um, she's only got the one broodmare, and she keeps reducing she's Norma Jean. Clive's girl was terrific, running down MJB. Well, I think the late Gavin Lang said, uh, if you want to make money, make sure you get yourself a really good broodmare. And uh, Charlene Guzman's hit uh, hit the jackpot uh, uh, with uh, his Charlie's Angel and now uh, Clive's Girl. Both of them uh, uh, are very, very promising horses. Uh, she trains it. She drives it. She bred it. She owns it. She gets the whole lot. So uh, she is making money. Good on you, Charlene. Great story. 155.9 mile rate. Defeating MJB, who made up good ground or led in the race and was just run down by Clive's Girl. Uh, third home was Joyful, making up good ground. Uh, then Alana Mickey to fourth, and fifth was Sahara Breeze. It was three and a half metres by three, 7.2 lead time, 29.3, 30.3, 28.5, and 28.4. But uh, well done to Clive's girl. The favourite, Alicia and Jay, uh, did some work in the race and just punctured in the straight. Uh, Rob, Oyen race tomorrow. They've got a big card there, the first of a big day at uh, 11.50. Uh, and tonight there was pony trot action, and for everyone that listens to Cracking the Codes, they'll know Simone Fisher, and her daughter Darcy took out the Victoria Cup pony trot. Not only was the big win on the big night, but it was her first pony trot win. That was a great thrill. I actually interviewed Darcy uh, last night, so uh, you never know uh, on Cracking the Codes next Saturday morning with uh, Simone. Uh, I'm sure you might be able to uh, get uh, get a snippet of that, but well done to Darcy. It was a big thrill for her. It was her first win, and she wins a Victoria Cup uh, pony trot, so it was a great uh, Great result, and as you mentioned, a huge day at Oyen today, uh, and it looks uh, to be a fantastic program there. Great night last night. Uh, we've got some wonderful harness racing coming up in the ensuing months. Uh, my thanks to Craig Rowell and to Andrew Bensley, who was talking to everybody that was anybody last night through the course of the RSN coverage, and to Andrew Cues as well. It was a bumper night. It was great listening on RSN, and hope everyone was able to find a few winners. Yeah, Andrew was working overtime. He was there trackside, and uh, he certainly brought all the action, and uh, I'm sure Craig tipped some winners as well. And to Andrew, uh, we've got a great team there at RSN. Okay, Rob, we'll do it all again next uh, Sunday morning until then. Happy harnessing, everyone.